last 10 years of the marriage were very rocky. And we just, I think, emotionally went our separate ways. And I started drinking heavily. I was drinking a lot of beer and then hiding Jack in between the cushions. The more I was there, the more I drank, and that wasn't good for the boys. And uh, 19 years, six months, we were married. And that was, that was it. A close friend of mine for 19 years um, owns a business near me. That's how we met. And uh, he's always been there hanging out. He found out through the grapevine that I was separating and getting divorced. And he said, nope, you're not staying in a studio apartment. You come live with me. He said, look, you know, we go to this really cool church. You know, it's a lot of music. It's right up your alley. You know, everyone's real cool and nice. If you're going to stay with me, you got to come at least once. And if you don't like it, I'll never bug you. Don't come back again. And the first time I came, one of the pastors was talking about, you know, relationships, husbands, wives, kids, parents. It felt like he was talking to me directly. And it hit me. I mean, I cried. And ever since then, you know, every weekend, I started volunteering. And uh, the more I contributed, the, the better I felt. I started AA. I uh, haven't had a drink in over 14 months. Being sober opened me up to looking at things differently. You know, not numbing the pain, not hiding, and coming to church opened me up to a different mentality, a different thinking experience. And it helps me get through every day. I feel normal, I guess. It's, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Finally, becoming baptized was a way of surrendering and saying, I, I, I want to do this, I'm all in. It was a new beginning. It was a start over, almost. And you, you felt at ease. You know, you felt like some weight was lifted off you. I look forward to coming to Renaissance. It's a family that you don't realize how big it is. I mean, I have clients that come here now with their kids, and they brought friends. And I don't think if I came to Renaissance, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now telling you that. I'd either be in jail, uh, dead, yeah. not a good place. I love that story because, you Which know, uh, Dave was invited by a friend and now he's inviting friends who someday are going to be inviting friends so that uh, just a whole stream of people can be hearing about Jesus and his love for us. And he's right there. He's right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our service this morning is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to have a good conversation here, some about our mission, our vision, how God has worked uh, over the years, some, uh, looking at some highlights, some turning points, and then our stewardship team is going to come up and give us a financial update. I think it's going to be uh, an enjoyable and hopefully uh, encouraging and uh, inspirational time as well. It was fun. It was kind of fun. We're going to have yeah, a fun time. Yeah, 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 my friends and everything. That's one, of our, that's one of our values is fun. It right? is. It's, it is, yeah. We should be covering eyes, ears, and mouth. Yeah, that's exactly the three it, right? They I'll do the eyes. Have... I'll do the eyes okay. with you guys here. Anyway. Okay. Um, but, but hey, our mission statement, our mission statement says that we are a local church that is helping our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're about, that's what we're trying to do. And Renaissance was started by a small group of people who wanted to create a church where they could invite their friends and neighbors to come and have a safe place where they could hear about Jesus and his love for us. And so that's why we're here, that's why we're here every weekend doing this, and we're excited that you guys are here with us this morning. But Rich, you have been at Renaissance, I think, for uh, about 12 years now, right? Longer than, yes. uh, than the two of us uh, combined. 
What were some of the key um, highlights uh, that stand out to you as you're thinking about when the church was started and the vision that the folks had for that? What were some of those things? I, that... I think one of the, one of the stories that inspired um, initially Rob and Nancy King and then others who came along beside them to start a church was uh, uh, Nancy had a childhood friend from back in Maine and um, had had a real hard time with life and just figuring it out and so forth and so on. Finally got her life together. It wasn't a follower of Jesus, but got her life together pretty much. Married a guy and, and, and settled down and so forth. And uh, things were beginning to happen for them, and Nancy would be in touch with her all the time. And then tragedy struck, and, and they lost a four-year-old daughter. And, and of course, this is, I'm, I'm shortening the whole long process. But, um, and then Nancy and Rob said, you know, we, we want to, we want, they've always been very active in, in, in a local church, of course, as, as, as being Christians for a long time. But they said, we wanted to take these people who, the whole concept of church was a foreign concept right. to them. And they wanted to take them to a church that would be not kind of weird them out with some sort of insider type of language or, or any kind of, you know, or like a subculture type of right. thing. And, and they really couldn't find a place. Not that there weren't good churches, because there were. And are, but they were all of a certain ilk where someone coming in from the outside who'd never been to church before would be like, oh, what kind of weird stuff is this? Right. So, and again, I'm not being critical, but they, there wasn't anything like that. So that's what inspired the beginning of something of this church that we call Renaissance. Nice. So, yeah. what were so what were some of the challenges then in the early days of getting a church going from scratch? And you know, I mean, the biggest challenges were really twofold, and and um, you know this from your experience as well. It's basically time and a place. Well, why was the time an issue? Time is an issue because when I came here, which was uh, late '02, um, they were meeting at five o'clock p.m. Uh, for their only church service in the Milburn High School cafeteria. And um, um, so, you know, that was, the first thing I asked was, how did you get the worst time in the history of Western civilization? <laughs> and of course, I'm thinking, football. Are you kidding me? Football. And, and, uh, and, and what had happened was they had taken a survey, a very scientific survey, uh, uh, and paid a lot of money for it, uh, in Summit Short Hills in the area to find out when was the most available time that people had. And the most available time was late in the afternoon, early evening on Sunday afternoon. What Rob and Steve Young, who was, who was on, the, on the board of the creative arts director at the time, what they didn't figure was, as they now say, was it was the most available time, but that doesn't mean people were gonna enable that. We're it, gonna, was, yeah. it was the most available time for a reason, and yeah, people exactly wanted right. to keep it available <laughs> right. for other exactly things, right? right? Exactly That's right. exactly what was going on. Yeah. So, so then you, uh, then you were able to switch to Sunday mornings. It took about nine months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were able to do that. We went through um, then the winter of 03, summer of 03, beginning in, Jan in June, the, uh, the uh, vice, vice chairman of the board, of, uh, or of the, of the, uh, by, they had, but assistant superintendent, um, Zerkowski, Bob Zerkowski, Bob Zerkowski said to me, we're going to de, what's that word? Asbestos. De-asbesticide the school. <laughs> So you can't be in the high school anymore. We're taking all the asbestos out. And I was like, come on, we don't care about asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad we did that. <laughs> yeah. and, and so he said, we just don't have a place for you. So then at that time, a good friend of mine, uh, Rich Conwish, was pastor of a Central Presbyterian over here in the Summit. And I said, hey, Rich, we, gotta, we have a place. And he said, we'll, we'll, we'll lease you our space on Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. So through that summer of 03, we were at uh, Central Presbyterian Church in Summit. They were very gracious. I, I'll, they'll have a dear place in my heart forever because of that. 
And then, uh, and then, then we had to look, and we began to see through some, through some coercion by me to go to a Sunday morning. And we all realized that, that we had to go to a Sunday morning yeah. because that's when people think of church. And so more people started coming because it was a more... Right, and that's, when we went, that's when we went to the middle, we, we went back to Milburn to the middle school. Are you, is your mic out again? What are you doing to that mic? This is two for two. Two for two. Two for two. That's two for good. Two. What do we pay these sound guys for? Anyway. <laughs> I, anyway. It's not their fault. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's probably Tommy back there. Um, we don't, by the way, we don't pay them. So. Oh, we, don't, we don't pay them. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> did you have challenges with microphones and did, stuff? Did I, did I get off script? Just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but uh, there's no surprise there. Hey, let, let, let me ask you this. Let, let, me, let me just mention this real quick. I didn't mention it. We, we then, after the, after the uh, Presbyterian Church over here, for the fall, we got back in Milburn in the middle school, in the auditorium, uh, and starting in the fall of 03, September of 03. Yeah. So what was it like being portable then in those early days, you know, moving around from place to place and hauling things around? What was that like? It was terrible. It was terrible because here's the deal. We didn't just get, we didn't have Michael with an acoustic guitar up here just leading. We had, we did the full-blown thing. It sounded great, I'm sure. Uh, it, well, except the, in, in, the, in the cafeteria, there were some yes. acoustic, acoustic, issue, acoustic yeah. issues, yeah. But, uh, but we did the full-blown thing from the That's very awesome. beginning. So at a 5 o'clock service after that first nine months that I was here, you're, you're, you're starting to unload stuff around 1 o'clock or so in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon. And then by the time you have church at 5, you're done at 6. By the time you get everything out of there, it's 9 o'clock at night. So why would you, uh, you know, why would you go ahead and do that, spend all afternoon, you know, setting everything because up and tearing love, it down that Because we love our community. And, and as you read earlier, we're a local church trying to help our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with Christ. We, we really believe that. And we lived that then. And granted, we only had 20, 25 people. But... They were important to us, and, and that's why we, we continue to do that. But people don't want to go to church in a cafeteria if they can help it. Or a so, school auditorium. Or a school auditorium yeah. or whatever it is. So how did you end up at the Opera House? I knew um, from my experience in Vail, Colorado, where I started a church, that we had to have, even if it was a storefront, we had to have a permanent place where people would know. Let's see, are they at Milburn Middle School? Are they at Milburn High School? Are they at uh, uh, Central Pres? Um, and so I started just talking to everybody I know. Where is a place that's available? And one day we're in the office, and Tammy Tobich at that time was our, was our business manager and, and a great one, and still a close friend. And I said, Tammy, you lived here in Summit all your life. What, what's, what? She said, I don't know, Rich. She says, you know, there's that Summit Opera House. I've never been in there. You know, she's 30 years old. She's never been in here. And I'm like, are you kidding? And she says, no, I've never been in there. I don't know what's up there. I said, I'll be right back. I literally got in my car, drove over here, um, went, came up to the second floor because that, that door that you came in was open. Right. And, um, and there was a, a business here called Face to Face, some kind of computer animation thing or whatever it is. And I said, what's upstairs? And they said, oh, you don't want to go up there. And I said, just let me look at it. And, uh, and then no kidding. I said, yeah. And I came up here and it was in just total disarray. Uh, there were exposed beams. There was exposed, I suppose, I don't know what all was in here, but just all kind of, It was very much in disrepair, but you could see, even a guy like me who's not that great with that stuff, I could see, boy, this could be a great spot. So we got people over here, and even the naysayers, traditional naysayers on our staff would say, hey, this is a great spot. Yeah, yeah. And so then I was looking at the attendance figures, and it looks like attendance kind of just really exploded when you guys were able to it did. arrive here. What was that, the fall of? Of 04. We signed a lease for here, long-term lease, in, in late 03. They said, you're going to have it ready for you in Easter, by Easter 04. And uh, nobody here, I'm sure, has never had experienced this before. We're going to have it ready for you in Easter of 04. It wasn't ready for us. And they said, okay, it's going to be ready, it's going to be ready by, by summer. 
wasn't ready. Um, nobody's so, experienced this, have they? Yeah. And, and so finally, I said, guys, I've got a wedding on, on, the, on the 18th, 918. I got a wedding. I got to have this. And, and I went over here and I, to the building inspector. I said, guys, we got a wedding, 918. We want to open 919 on that Sunday. And, uh, and so, you know, we just pulled a bunch of stuff together. Literally, we got the CO that morning of, of the day of the wedding, the Saturday before we opened up. So then we opened at 919 for our first church service, 919 on 919. Wow. Oh, four. That's very creative thinking. You like that? Yeah, pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Who came up with that? Somebody. Ten years coming up. This, Ten years in the this, fall. Yeah. Ten years in this building. Yeah. Amazing. Celebrate. Cool. Amazing. Cool. What about being in the, uh, the, the location in terms of being in the heart of the community and, you know, right in the center of Summit and that sort of thing? Yeah, that was the thing. And I, I really had prayed about that because I had experienced the same thing in Vail. We were on a key, key uh, highway, and I knew it was important. I just couldn't figure that out here. So when, I, when we found the Opera House, and I said, you know, I don't know that the location is that great. I think it's okay. I didn't know that it was, I, I did, hadn't, I'd only been here at that point a year and a half. I didn't know that it was, I think, the best location on the face of the earth. But yeah. I thought it was okay, but it, was, it turned out being great. Yeah, we're right and in the heart of Summit, right, right in the, in the middle of, of everything with yeah. so many wonderful restaurants and businesses yeah. around. It's I mean, it's become be part here. of, as you said, I think, yeah, it's part it's of our part DNA. Of our, yeah, when yeah. I first, uh, two years ago, this month, I came visited for my very first time and for a visit and uh, was just blown away by the facility and its location. Uh, such an such a amazing place. You know, we, I was in a connection event Friday night, and... Um, and we were talking about everything, and they were saying, you know, you guys had been trying to find different facilities and buildings the last two or three years, and, and we had been. And they said, all we kept thinking was, we don't want to leave the Opera House. Yeah. So, uh, it was just so that was cool. a major turning point in this church's life was getting in this. When you, start, when you start talking about turning points, that was one of yeah. the big, yeah. big turning points yeah. in, the, in this church. And what were some of the other turning points, especially, you know, in the early years, but then kind of moving to the present day? I think when we uh, started hiring, we, we, we got key staff people for the children's ministry and the students' ministry. I, that's because they're back there and the students and children are down here. We started getting key staff people for the children's ministry and the student ministry. Always very important to us, but we, when we finally got the right people, they're not here any longer, but we got, we got the right people again in there, yeah. as, as you've helped us do. Because children and students are such an important part of who we were about as a church, so that was powerful. Yeah. And, and I, as I think of kids, I always go back to Christmas, and the Christmas concerts were a huge... Thank you. Christmas, Christmas concert was another huge turning point. Our first one was the uh, Christmas of 02. And Steve Young, our creative arts director at the time, said to me right before the concert started, we're in the cafeteria again, and he's like, um, Rich, how many are we going to have? And I said, look, I've, I've called, I've emailed. I said, maybe we'll get 30. And he was like, if we get 30, that would be so great. And I think we had 31 or 32. And this last year, we had almost 1,800. Almost yeah. 1,800. So that's amazing. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's amazing growth. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then, you know, you were talking about the, uh, the children's ministry, and I think about when we opened up the second floor. In, you were here uh, for that, right? I was here for that. Yeah. That was in uh, early 2009, and uh, just the amazing stuff. Were you here before that when we, we were crammed in all these apartments yeah. with, the, with the kids' ministry yeah. and apartments here? In apartments fact, the cafe, here. before, before yeah. we redid the cafe, it, it, that it, was it, uh, children's ministry in space. In all honesty, it was terrible for space, but God used it. God still blessed it. Yeah. As you know, I mean, it was, it was still amazing. What's incredible about our second floor is uh, actually a good friend of mine owns the company that 
did the install of that, and they're Disney Imagineers. He was very in, instrumental in uh, California Adventure and Disneyland, and so I think our children's environment is just second to none down there for our Talk kids. about that thing you, I didn't know you told me about, the, the stuff that's on the wall. Oh, yeah. Um, if you go in our children's environment, you'll see cameras and different articles uh, that have been placed in there. And if you look closely, there are little notes attached to those. And so those were brought by uh, different people here at Renaissance to kind of help tell the story. Uh, a really, really neat thing. So you might want to drop by there sometime and check it out and read some of those notes. It's really powerful. Cool. Another cool. turning point? Something you started. The project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the project. That, that was a real exciting time when we started about two years ago. And uh, since then, 250 people or so, about half, 250 of, the, people. half of the adults that wow. come to Renaissance wow. have been through it. I'll tell you, cool. it's incredible. If you talk to church leaders around the country, uh, I've shared that with them. And um, for half of our adult population to go through that next step out of our weekend service, uh, it's just it's a remarkable um, for that many people. And, so, and I've been able to be a table host for that for many of those. In fact, Dave, Dave's story, Dave was uh, at my project table and got to go through the project with him yeah. really Really amazing opportunity and uh, to get to go through that. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. What other turning points, Rich? I'd say another turning point would be, this is going to, I don't mean this in a dis, disheartening way or a disrespectful way, but Hurricane Sandy. How so? Because how's, how's in a sense, point? I know we all suffered a lot of uh, discomfort, in some cases tragedy, but um, we were one of the places that could stay open for that, almost that two weeks, um, that we didn't have power or anything. And that's when we first... And we'd been, the town knew we were here, the town of Summit. But I think that was one of the first times they really said, hey, thank you. Not that they weren't, but I mean, they just were, they, they were very gracious. Thank you for doing this. People were coming here, getting warm, charging up stuff. And uh, Becky Lobster kind of engineered that for us. Said, we need to just open this thing up. We sort of did it sort of an, just ad-libbed it. And, it was, and we did it for like two weeks. And it was, just, it was an amazing thing. And it really helped us with not just the town, but also the community as well. They saw we were here and we cared. And, and it kind of kick-started our CARES ministry as well in some ways. It really did. It kick-started our what we call Renaissance CARES uh, that, that, it, that has gone on into some other areas, including, uh, well, there's the DIFUS project. Around Christmas time, we, 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 we partner with DIFUS, the Department of Youth and Family Services here in, in, uh, in New Jersey, and, and, and give kids who would not have a Christmas or not much of a Christmas. Uh, we, it's so many great stories about that. I mean... We had, we had guys in our men's group competing with one another. I got my kid this. Well, I got my kid this. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, maybe we need to examine our motives a little bit here. But uh, it was the, the, the end result of it. Some kids got some great stuff. And we provided food for the area, Summit Area Schools back at our concert on the green and food drives we've had recently. And Being, we've got yeah. Guatemala trips that are coming up. All those are part yeah. of the Renaissance Cares. Yeah, and yeah the, the Renaissance Cares, which, which we, you guys, we raised a ton of, got a bunch of food at the concert on the green. Right. And uh, that goes to the students. Uh, Bean Chambers on our care team uh, kind of initiated that for us to get all these nurses who they're like first responders seeing these kids coming to school here in Summit, elementary school kids yeah. who don't have enough food. And they see that and they're able to, to disperse food to the well, and family. One of the things about the concert on the green that was so exciting was, um, that was great. We, we had no idea what kind of turnout, but the turnout was amazing, those of you that were there. In fact, we received a letter from the city stating that it was, in their mind, the greatest event, public event they had seen in the history of Summit. So we were excited about that, that they uh, responded that way, and we're doing another one this year on September the 12th. You can save the date for that Friday night. So exciting what's Good time. Uh, nice. Nice. done there. How about the Saturday night service, starting that, uh, this, not this January, but January uh, 2013? I would call that another turning point. You were here for that. Huge turning point. Um, um, it was, um, 
I mean, it's, it's been amazing, and I'll, I'll tell my story about it, and that is I see kids, I saw it last week, I saw kids who, who usually come, the parents let them stay there for aftercare, and I, last week or two weeks ago, I saw somebody, they couldn't stay, they had to leave, and so they had to get their kids. The kids were crying because they wanted to stay. They didn't, they didn't want to leave church. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. Lee, when Lee struggles here a couple of weeks, Lee was telling me, he goes, that's the most brilliant idea I've ever heard, having childcare after a service. He was gonna go back to his home church in Colorado and uh, suggest that they do the same. So it's really awesome. They'll have a service at five and then have the extended childcare till eight. That again is where our location, our location really oh, helps yeah. it us. It allows us to do that. We're right here in the middle of summit. Yeah, and, and again, thinking about what's gonna be convenient for people, what are the needs that the people have, and making the decision to have the Saturday night service when it would work well for people, and then having yeah. the childcare afterwards. That was a huge turning point here. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was. You know, so as, as we were talking about this this past week and then you know last night and this morning, I'm just thinking about all those turning points, all the different ways in which God has worked over the years, and it's just pretty cool to see what he's been doing and how he's been doing it, and the lives that have been, been being changed. Mm -hmm. But uh, Murph, you're in charge of our strategy, that's kind of your focus. Tell us, how do all the different, you know, events and activities and ministries and things, how do those, right. all those fit together? Well, you know, first of all, we really want to sense God and, and seek God and, and see what his plan for us as a church is. There's so many great things we can do. We want to do the best things and the right things, things that help uh, us all take appropriate steps in our faith journey and as it fits into our mission, you know, statement. And so as we look at kind of the first part of our strategy would be that our events that we have, the, the Christmas concert, the concert on the green that we talked about. Last night, we had a, an amazing concert with Julie Rogers and her jazz. That may have been guys. the best concert we've ever had. Yeah. It may be the best ever. It was incredible. Isn't, isn't we had everyone the best that we've ever yeah, yeah, had? Yeah. <laughs> Until Ian does his next month. Uh, in fact, Julie, yes. for those of you, how many of you were here last night for that? Some of you. Uh, for those of you that want to hear too, Julie's playing on Sunday afternoons from 2 to 6 down in Pennsylvania at, um, I can't remember the name of the place. It's but New Hope. It's New Hope, and it's, uh, I don't know. It's a place where they do music. Yeah. I've been there. It's great. Look, look it up. I'm good at that. Check out Facebook. We'll yeah. find that out. Yeah. But, but anyway, so those events, uh, our connection events are something you've been hearing a lot about recently. All of these events are strategically designed for us to be able to partner together and to bring our friends, our neighbors, to kind of rub elbows with other folks at Renaissance. And maybe it's their first connection to a church when they never would come any other time. So that's, that's a powerful thing. And then from that, would move into our weekend services. And uh, we're very strategic that all of our, um, the elements of the service are culturally relevant, that they're intellectually stimulating, uh, and that it's a place that you can be safe, feel safe in bringing those friends to, that you know, hey, just like Dave's story talked about, that someone invited him, you gotta come check the service out. And so uh, those weekend experiences that we have are, are uh, really, really critical. And then, then as we talked about a little while ago, the project, as we step out of the weekend, to kind of take that next big step in our spiritual journey to be a part of the project, which is a four-week um, opportunity for us to come together in, in groups, and we set, and uh, Clay leads that so beautifully. And Clay, you probably wanna share a little more about yeah, the project. Great. We just have a, it, it's a, great time. It's a lot of fun, but it's also challenging. We get to know one another better. We talk about God's story, our story, how they intersect together, how we can grow in our relationship with God and, and one another. And I think there's some good friendships that are formed out of that. And then people really taking a next step in their relationship with Christ, really kind of encountering him some for the first time and others just growing. And then that, lead, that leads to small groups. That's right. The yeah. next step out of the project yeah. would be small groups. 
And that's why I think where the big church gets very small. And it's small groups is um, basically a group of people who meet together regularly, a couple of times a month, uh, six to 12 to 14 individuals. And uh, small group life has been a very important part of my spiritual journey. And I, I really believe that's where real life change happens. But you study uh, the Bible or you study a book, you, you kind of do life together. And, you know, when you're going through a celebration in your life, you have those friends around you to really celebrate that. Or if you're going through difficulty that those are the people that will show up at your house to pray for you or, or to be there to make that phone call. And so that's what's really amazing about the small group. I want to reiterate, I'm off, I'm off script, I know that. Um, the, um, because this whole thing of strategery, I mean, that's me and W call it strategery. Um, but uh, it, it, I've heard about it most of my life, and this is the first time I've ever seen it really work. So just quickly do that again in about 20 seconds or so. Yeah, well, again, our first step of the strategy would be our events. And then our weekend services would be next. The project would be next. Then small groups and our leader development. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we strategically planned Easter that the week following. Yeah. We had the Beatles yeah. concert. We had that great series we talked about, you know, in order to be a Christian, do I have to leave my brain at the door? And then three weeks later, we had Lee Strobel. And so uh, with, with what we had last night, we saw over six weeks, we had more people experience Renaissance probably in the last six weeks than we have in the history of the church. Exactly. And, and, and the... The intentionality that you're talking about in terms oh, yeah. of the strategy, you know, giving people the opportunity to just kind of get to know who we are, then yeah. hear more about Christ, then, you know, really be challenged to think and consider how I'm going to grow in my relationship yeah. with him you know, along the way, which good. is pretty cool. I think another one of the changes that I've seen in, in my seven years here is the increased number of folks like you uh, who are involved in so many different ways and serving in so many different capacities. Yeah. There's at least 130 different volunteers on our various, yeah, various right, teams. Clay. Um, That's encouraging. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, people in our, we have so many that serve in our children's area and our cafe. Kathy Tobish has been there from day one. Yes. She served faithfully, maybe served you coffee this morning. Her team has been awesome. Um, Beth Gibson and her team, you know, team who greet, who are responsible for first impressions. So this place uh, is an incredible experience for you, that it looks amazing, that it's clean, that it's neat. Uh, we have high standards in that. Uh, even in our production, our audio, video, lighting, our vocalist, music area, we have so many people that give so much of their time. Uh, it's really, really powerful to see the number of people that are engaging and taking ownership by serving here. That's been yeah. one of the most encouraging things for me to see in the 12 years I've been here, how that's taken place. And the teams. Absolutely. The teams. Yeah, the teamwork has been incredible. And, and I think the first one would be our board, um, our board of elders. And uh, as most of you know, we had uh, two on our board uh, until in the last six months, uh, we've, they've also added um, Clay Rich and myself. Uh, we are now a part of uh, the Renaissance Board, and I'm really happy to announce as well that we have three individuals who are in the final stages of uh, the elder um, not, uh, process, That's so candidate process, and so we're really excited. So that will give us a board of eight individuals, which is really great. It'll really help good. us in that leading the so church forward. Important. Yeah. So important. How about the other leadership teams? Yeah. Um, I, I would talk about, you know, we talked about CARES, the Renaissance CARES team. In fact, we want to put the names up. These are the names of the men and women who give so much of their time and energies to helping make a difference in our community, whether it is through our DIFUS connection with our toys, uh, our food outreaches, our Guatemala trips, but also the care within the church, yeah. uh, bereavement care. If you're in the hospital, uh, if there's a new baby that's born in your family, you're going to have someone bringing you uh, uh, meals at your home and to be there for you, to pray for you, a prayer ministry, you have a prayer chain. Uh, so much that are part of this uh, Renaissance Cares ministry that's really incredible. And then also um, our capacity team would be the next team. 
this is a group of women and men who have maybe have a little uh, special gifts in the area of real estate, facilities, construction, and they've been hard at work over the last 18 months looking at the Opera House. And uh, over the last six months, we have been uh, into some uh, pretty intense negotiations with the owners of this place about making this our permanent home. And also, we believe, uh, I'm very confident that we may be getting an elevator in this place, finally. Can you imagine that? And uh, You know, the good news about that is Clay has been saying for years that we're going to carry Rich out of here in a box. Now we can... <laughs> Not anytime soon. Well, I hope that's, not. That's, that's I mean, supposed to be a compliment, Now it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll keep you posted on that uh, and just be praying, praying. Um, this is a special place and that, that God has provided here at the Opera House. I believe that wholeheartedly and uh, be praying as this team and, and we uh, work on that and we'll be able to make some exciting announcements in the very near future. Also, our spiritual formation team that I'm so excited about. Clay's done such an amazing job giving leadership to that. Clay, why don't you share about these individuals? And yeah, we've got a great team and uh, you know they helped put together the project, organizing the small groups. So much being done there. I think those are probably two of the biggest things that most people see in some way, but also leadership development. We've had uh, a couple of different leadership training uh, classes that we've had for that. And then one of the ongoing projects that we have is, is what we call curriculum development. We are trying to find, beg, borrow, steal, buy, whatever we can, uh, curriculum from other churches and organizations, and then writing uh, some of our own for our small groups and for, for other ministries as well. So it's a good team there. Well, that's great. And I think the last team I wanted to, is before we introduce a few of the members of this team, is our stewardship team. Uh, and these women and men have just been incredible in their leadership here. They have a real heart and a calling to, to be the protector of our finances, to make sure that all of our financial operations are handled with integrity and character. And according to God's word, that we are being biblical in our approach to our giving uh, our spending and our budgeting, and they're going to share a little bit about. And these, these are the names of those individuals. Let me just kind of give you some credentials of your representatives here at the church uh, and what these guys do. Uh, in addition to their incredible spiritual leadership they bring, uh, their talents and backgrounds are second to none. We have a Wall Street equity analyst, a partner and controller at a big four accounting firm, a Wall Street capital marketing, a markets managing director, a Wall Street law firm management partner, I mean, these are the people who are representing you, and um, we're just so thankful yeah, for the leadership, great. especially yeah. over these last six months that they've given as we move um, toward the future. And we believe this is another turning point today that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, Tracy, Steve, Bill, why don't you guys come on up and uh, share with us some of what you guys you have guys been working on. You guys help us welcome these folks. Hi, good morning. So you may have heard us talk about over the years the fact that Renaissance is not a fully self-funding uh, organization. What we mean when we say that is that only about 30% of our expenses are covered by general giving. That's what you can see here on this slide in white. <clears throat> Uh, the remainder, the 70-ish percent, has been covered by one family giving sacrificially out of their, um, their annual earnings. So we've heard here this morning some history about Renaissance and where we've come from, and we'd like to talk for a few minutes about where we're going. 
The stewardship team has worked closely with leadership over the past two to three years to try to get us on a path where we will be fully self-funded. And really, this is just the next step for any healthy organization. If we think about in the business world, uh, a typical example would be a startup organization that is initially funded by seed money with the expectation that over time that company is going to grow and be able to fund itself. And in the church world, oftentimes a large church will uh, establish a smaller church, they'll plant a smaller church, and they'll help them fund themselves for a while, but again with the expectation that over time they'll be able to stand up and fund themselves. <clears throat> so again, Renaissance really finds ourselves in a very similar position, and it's just time for us to stand up and, and fund ourselves. Recently, a final infusion of seed money, a final donation was given by this family, and it's in our bank account, and we want to talk with you a little bit about what that means. We want to be sure that by the time that money is gone, that Renaissance is able to stand up on our own two feet and fund our expenses. That's going to require two things. First of all, that we significantly increase our general giving, and secondly, that we closely manage our expenses. A little bit of good news on both fronts there. As you can see on this slide, in 2013, the general giving was up significantly. It was up 34% over the prior year, which is tremendous. So all of us on the stewardship team are very dollars and cents oriented, so we're really excited about that. But it means so much more than dollars and cents to us. First of all, it says that the people who consider Renaissance their church home are committed to the ministry, and so that's exciting. And ultimately, we believe that every dollar that's given is about a changed life, so it really means a lot to us. The other thing is it gives us a lot of hope, a lot of um, comfort that we will be able to achieve this uh, significant increase that we need. And Bill will talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But first, I'm going to turn it over to Steve to talk about our expenses. Great. Thanks, Tracy. So as you can see on the, on the budget, we've, we've been bringing it down over the past couple of years. And I think, you know, a natural question that many of you may have, or may be thinking is, how do we spend less? I think it's important to note that the stewardship team has been working closely with the board and with the, uh, with the leaders of the church to figure out ways where we could sort of answer that question and really try and improve our financial and our operational efficiency. So a great example of one of the things that we were able to do over this past year, just to kind of exemplify that, was we were able to move our offices out of uh, some lease space in Milburn and into the Opera House. And the team came up with some really great creative solutions to sort of repurpose some space uh, in some different offices and areas of the Opera House and really made a, a great improvement there. And then, you know, another really important thing that, that many of you are already involved in and we heard about tonight, and that's, that's getting involved in volunteering. So as you offer your time and your talents, that's just a great way to free up capacity for our staff. And then, you know, it's worth noting that we, we did take a look at what the church might look like with larger budget reductions. And after a careful analysis, uh, we decided that we, we wouldn't do that at this time because we felt that it would sort of impact the unique mission of this church. So as we move forward with this reduced budget, as you can see in 2015, we are absolutely confident that we're going to be able to deliver 
really high quality, great weekend experiences that you're gonna wanna bring your friends and your neighbors to. And we're also gonna remain highly committed to our various ministry and outreach initiatives so we can impact this community for Christ. So look, we're, we're really excited to be a part of this. We're really excited about what God is doing in this church and how God is using Renaissance to impact this community. And then uh, Bill's gonna come up and talk a little bit more about uh, how we got there. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. As Tracy and Steve has shared with you, we're moving down a path to become a self-funding church through increased giving and reducing our budget. It's gonna be challenging, but we do believe it's achievable. The slide up here shows one possible path to achieving self-funding. And with last year's growth rate of around 34%, we view growth rates in the future of 20 and 15% as, as doable, as definitely achievable. You know, we have an amazing God and he's blessed us and we believe he will continue to bless this church. We want you to join us in working towards this goal. If you consider Renaissance your home church, we want you to join us and help to ensure that we reach the goal and that we continue to have a place where we feel good about bringing our friends and neighbors. The church doesn't operate without your giving. With a two and a half million dollar annual budget and about 400 weekly attendees, it's about $6,000 per person or 12,000 per couple to fund the operations of the church. Now some can and should give more and some should give less, but that's just the math as to how much it costs each year to, uh, to fund the church. So we as a stewardship team want to invite you and challenge you to help continuing down this road of self-funding. If you don't give, we want you to start. If you give 1% of your income, we challenge you to give 2 or 3%. If you're giving 5, maybe try 7 or 10% even. But we want you to prayerfully consider this year how much makes sense for you to give. But one thing is we don't want you to give to fund the coffee fund. And we don't want you to give because you feel it's a duty or an obligation because you attend on a Sunday. We truly believe in our hearts that giving is part of our worship of God. It's part of our relationship with him and it's part of our gratitude for all the blessings he's given to us. I know for me and my wife, every year as we think about our giving, we step back and, it, and frankly it comes back to a couple of verses that, that, we, that we use and we think through as we determine what the right number is for us to give. The first verse is 2 Corinthians 9, 7, which says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And the second verse is Matthew 6, 21, which is, for where, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Thank you. And we invite you, if you have questions, I mean, we are your representatives. So, please feel free to reach out to us or send an email to info at renaissancechurch.org with any questions. We want to get back and make sure that we're answering any questions you have. But we thank you in joining us in this challenge.